Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Better than this, guys. Being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Schubert, floating around producing this thing. We're all from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information and needs. They've got it all: Major League Baseball, football, NBA, golf, hockey, anything that you want to wager on. It's there for you. Combat sports, esports, in-game betting. Check them out. Super easy to use website that's available on your desktop or your mobile device. We also have a deal for you. Use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. And you'll get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's bet online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Cuban Sandwich Day. Happy Ooh. National Cheap Flight Day. Happy that, Find Your Inner that, Nerd Day. Cheap Flight Day. Right. That not doesn't exist thing. anymore. I know. I That's know. not it's a sad. thing these days. Nope. That's nope. just salt in the wound is all that I is. I know. It's actually kind of rude. The Cuban is also an underrated, uh, excuse me, overrated sandwich. Overrated oh, sandwich. Oh, oh, Chris, your food take sucks yeah, so it's, bad. It's got, got a lot of bad, one. It's got a lot of bad stuff on it. Like who wants pickles on their sandwich? Who wants to have is this because you're on their from sandwich? like New York, though? No, it has nothing to do. It has it has to do with there are just ingredients on here that are just not particularly good, like pickles, oh, like ham, mustard, cheese, and Swiss pork. cheese. Yeah, but Swiss cheese. What? Who who wants Swiss cheese? It stinks. Uh, I do. I do. It's, Swiss cheese it, is a top two cheese. It's it's not even a top five cheese. Mm, it's not a top two cheese, but it's fine for a Cuban sandwich. It's good. Strongly disagree. But Munster cheese, number one overall cheese. No. Can you cut the orange trim off the edge? What does that bother you? It's weird. Multicolored <laughs> cheese, and you know it's a fungus. Oh, it's so you just like Colby dun- Jack? Uh, not particularly. No, mm, multicolored cheese. You hate it. Okay, yeah, Pe- Pepper Jack, top two cheese, but a lot of colors. Yeah, but it's because it's got chunks of stuff in it. It's got like peppers and spice, and it's better than the other ones. Kyle, I have a qu- I have a confession to make to you. Is it about your mock draft? I- I've read it. I've seen it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, no big uh, surprises <laughs> for me. I, I I saw the whole thing. Well, I also have a confession for you. Um, mm-hmm. You consulted me over the weekend for the Dolphins pick. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen what you actually did, um, but I did retrospectively pick up on a couple of fits. Unless you completely redid that from the time in which you sent that to me, I haven't like I just clicked it for the first time right now. Oh, so well, two or three changes happened before okay. that. Yeah, so it's so not- you're gonna get a generally authentic reaction to every pick because I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I just remember looking at it for the lens of the Dolphins. I gave you a couple names, and we'll see which way you went. Kyle, you'll never be able to guess who Joe put number one and number two. You'll never be able to guess. See, I was worried he was going to do quarterbacks. 
thought about it. But he didn't do that. And I, I see that here with Will Anderson. And since you said one and two, I'm assuming. Yep. Okay. We're in good shape. We're in great shape. Joe went with the best two players in the class. According to, I think, everybody on the Draft Network scouting team, with the exception of Brentley, I think, Bro, who had Bijan at two and then had Jalen Carter at three. Uh, that That is almost a clean sweep for spots one and two on the TDM 100 that dropped yesterday. Talked about that yesterday on the show, which is why we're doing Mock Draft Tuesday here. Uh, so, Joe, bravo for staying true to value on the board with your first two picks. I have no idea what's coming beyond this point now. Okay, well, I, it gets fun because it feels like every week there's some type of surprise with the Bears pick. And um, we gave him OT1, the real OT1 at number four, Jalen oh, Duncan. Oh, you did do it. I did it. Number That's four outstanding. overall. Yeah. Jalen Duncan, Maryland to the Chicago Bears. Um, hard to argue this right now. Uh, I, I know we, we're kind of all in. We pushed our chips in with, with Jalen Duncan but, uh, yeah, if you want to justify a, a, a needs pick for the Bears, I think this value versus you know, opportunity cost at wide receiver plus the questions with some of the other tackles, mm-hmm. this is a good play. I like this a lot. I like this fit for, for Chicago uh, from a needs perspective, and we just got to get his hands right. But even with his hands as is, I'm, as, I'm comfortable that they won't be as bad as Alex Leatherwood's. Yeah. Man, what gives me so much hope about Jalen is just – I feel like he's so solid everywhere else. Like just how he sets his base, his bend, his ability to play with leverage, his functional strength, his movement skills. It's all there. I don't know why Kyle's laughing right now. <laughs> I made a, an Alex Leatherwood reference that you just completely glossed over. Like you were oh. expecting me to drop it. You were like, you said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said his hands won't, won't be a problem like Alex Leatherwood. I, they won't be as bad as Alex. Have you? Did you see any of Alex Otherwood this preseason? No, I haven't watched him. I mean, he got I watched that first straighters. Jacksonville Raiders game, the first one, but I... I he played into the second half him. against Miami and was getting worked by Porter Gustin. I know Porter had a sack. I saw that. He, he did have a sack, but it was more so... Uh, Alex Leatherwood a tackle is, is tough. It looks real tough right now. Well, how does his hand like? Okay, move him to guard. That doesn't. Your hands are your hands. Like right, and that's why he played quicker. bad at guard last year too. Right, right? like he's a first round pick from last year that might not even start on this. He's going to start probably because you you need him to, but he probably shouldn't be starting right now with how mm. how he's playing. Mm. Mm. Not to turn this into an Alex Leatherwood session, but okay. So quarterback. Uh, quarterback, we wouldn't needs a quarterback. I don't think that Jacksonville's interesting. Talk to me about this one. Yeah, I like this pick. I gave Jacksonville at number seven mm. overall, Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame. And kind of right there in the analysis, I talk about, okay, I'm sure people are going to yell at me. It's a tight end. It's a non-premium position. It's number seven. But I'm like, first of all, let's think about Doug, Doug Peterson and the success that he's had in the past with tight ends. Go back to Philly. Think about uh, Dallas Godert and Zach Ertz and think about Phil, uh, Kansas City, Travis Kelsey, right? Like this is a big part offensively with what he wants to do. And right now it's like Evan Ingram on a one-year one, one year deal. Dan Arnold is a decent number two. I think they have Man Hurts as a blocking tight end three. I'm just Jeremy Rucker, or one of the Ohio State tight ends recently. He's part of the mix there. But I think that Michael Mayer could, could really fit everything that Doug's going to want in that tight end position, but also 
what he can mean for Trevor Lawrence to have that reliable guy in the middle of the field. And that's what I think about with Michael Mayer, just sure-handed, gets open, knows how to separate from man, can sit in zones, competitive after the catch. Like He's just a nice cerebral player for Trevor Lawrence in his development. He's the right piece, I think, for Doug Peterson's offense. Like I just felt good about what he can bring to this team. And look, I mean, look at the TDN 100. Mayor's pretty high, right? Like, and I think we had several people rank him in the top 10. So in terms of the way we view this as a group, perfectly fine valuation. Yeah, I think the value is good. And it's just not a spot that you're typically associating with with Jacksonville, but I really like it. And the, the Doug Peterson parallel makes a ton of sense. And Mayer's a totally different player than every other guy that they got in that room mm-hmm. right now. Uh, Luke Farrell being the other name that um, you had acknowledged there. I like it. I like it a lot. And Mayer's one where you kind of get past that. I know for the draft order for me, you're going through teen, teams in the teens, and it's like there's a lot of dead area here for tight end where I don't think it makes a lot of sense for any of these teams to be considering a tight end. So I like that you got them in on the front end of it. Instead of getting down in the early 20s, it's like, oh, shoot. Well, I got to find Bengals, a spot for Mayer somewhere right. <laughs> in the first round here. Like, no, this is, I, this, this is a little bit more reflective of what I think his value is as a player. I want to ask you a question, and okay. and I got some feedback on this, and it's something that I wrestled with, and it's the Detroit Lions. That you know, this right now, based on the reverse Super Bowl odds, they own pick eight and they own pick twenty eight, courtesy of the Rams. And I didn't have them picking a quarterback. In fact, in at number eight, I had them not picking C.J. Stroud, who went a couple of picks later. What is what is your appetite right now for mocking quarterbacks to the Lions? Like, what's your What's your feeling on that situation? Um, is this the year they do it, or is there enough belief in golf or some other way of getting a quarterback? Well, uh, I think knowing that this is year two for Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, like I think what happens this season is greatly going to influence the urgency that exists, right? But if Detroit gets better, they're a competitive team, they win eight, nine games like we think they're capable of doing – I wouldn't be in a rush. Right. You still have Jared Goff on your quarterback, and I wouldn't be in a rush. And I'd be like, I am going to take my time to get the infrastructure, the entire roster right, so that way when we make that big investment, it's the last piece of the puzzle, and we know as much about everything else that's going to be going around that player as we possibly can. And if I, I think that's probably the ideal scenario for Detroit would be to not – pick a quarterback and in this case pick QB three off the board and there's plenty of examples where QB three ends up being a more successful player because he has a better environment that he's going to than the quarterbacks that went in front of him um I mean shoot Josh Allen right (laughs) versus Baker Mayfield and and Sam Darnold in that 2018 Mm -hmm. draft class so um I just don't I Detroit had such a long way to go coming out of Matt Patricia that like I think you would really benefit from taking your time, not being deliberate, and letting the the progress speak for itself and then say, okay, we got everything else to the point where it's we're ready to make that investment. So I would hope that they are competitive enough that, that they don't feel pigeonholed to have to do it. Well, and, and I think that's kind of an interesting talking point that we can discuss right now about just writing mock drafts at this time of the year where – yeah, we're going reverse Super Bowl odds that puts Detroit at number eight, but like we expect them to be a seven to nine win team. And if that's the case, like you said, there pulls away some of that urgency. So kind of 
foiling expectations versus how the draft order stacks up based on using the reverse Super Bowl odds, I think it creates this type of a dynamic. Flat should describe your TV screen, not your TV sound. Experience your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray. Guys, this thing's phenomenal. I know that, Kyle, you got one in your house. I have I one. Do. Love playing music from, through it. I've loved watching these preseason games with this amazing new sound. It really does balance things out, and it's so precise. It's so clear. You can tell this thing was engineered for whatever you want to do, whether it's podcasts, gaming, movies, TV, playing songs, whatever. It's an awesome speaker and the control, right? If you want to build off of the Sonos Ray, you can have uh, through your Wi-Fi, you can connect multiple Sonos devices to it. So, so much great control. Super easy to set it up. Check it out for yourself. Visit Sonos.com to shop for the Ray now. So I'm through pick 10. And I have no idea. I see Pittsburgh at 11. Okay, just scrolling. Let me ask you this. Um, why was Cam Smith predictively in this mock CB3? <laughs> um, they're all close. I mean, I think I had Rick's, Ringo, and Smith coming off in a span of five picks. Yeah. I think what I sided with here was some of the scheme fit stuff, to be honest with you. Um, Ricks, I gave Ricks to the Lions because I felt like just his play temperament was really aligning with Detroit. And I, I think Cam Smith's would as well. Um, but I, I gave it to Ricks. Ringo to the Steelers just kind of screams they're like the types of athletes and players. And I mean, I know they're all big school guys, but like. Pittsburgh's always that team that that kind of prioritizes like those big marquee schools, and I, I don't know, like Georgia just stands out to me in a big way. They, they got burned by Jarvis Jones and said we're never not drafting an athlete in the first round ever again. Correct, and they've done that, right? Right, and the, and then I don't know, Cam. <laughs> I just thought I just thought fit wise because I think Arizona would love to play some man coverage, and he gives them that ability and kind of fits some of the prototypes we've seen them go after in the past. So I, I I'm definitely finessed it to be the bro. right fits based on that bro we turned this into an alex leatherwood segment and then you turn around and you gave the raiders at 17 a guy who's playing tackle <laughs> who hadn't played tackle yet talk to me paris johnson Listen, ohio state <laughs> you know it's like if i'm the i like what the raiders have going right now but if you're going to try to like, okay, what's the disqualifier? What's the fatal flaw? What's going to keep them offensive from getting line. back to the postseason? It's offensive line. It just is. And so Paris Johnson, I don't know, like maybe he can be a right tackle. I, I just figure it out. Just get talent. And so I, I needed to give the Raiders an offensive lineman to stay true to what I'm concerned about for that team and counting on growth from Paris Johnson and them trying to get their best five on the field was kind of my thought process. Did there. did you give any – and this is a genuine question. Did you give any consideration to Skaronsky and the argument to play him at guard? I thought about it. I did. Do you think Johnson can play guard? Like based off his tape last year, would you draft him in this range to play guard or is it no. we're projecting a tackle here, period? I was thinking right tackle, to be honest okay. with you. Because he played on the right side. He did play right guard, which I like. And then I, I think his skill set translates best to tackle. 
Okay. Okay. I'm 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 back in. I'm cautious. I'm a little tentative, but I'm I'm back in with division here. Paris has uh, got to go much, somewhere. I mean, <laughs> are you just going to leave him out of first rounds right now? Uh, I would. I, I might. I don't. I don't hate it, but th- I wrote this mock draft after finding Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones is going to be in my first rounds moving forward. Yeah. So you so you wrote this mock draft before you found Broderick Jones. That's right. Yeah. 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 And Jones, big time tools guy, kind of. Andrew Thomasy vibes for how physically dominating he's capable of being. Um, how much pushback did you get from Titans fans for a linebacker? Fifteen? None. Haven't heard from him. Really? Haven't heard. No. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, it's because he's muted them all by this point. But yeah, he has good heard chance. Any he has a good chance. Definitely a possibility that uh, maybe the TDN one hundred took some focus away from it. I'm not sure. I expected to get some crap, but I didn't get any yet. Joe Joseph. The disrespect to Damian Pierce. What happened? It's it's you, you know what Kyle. It's a it's a great point. It is a great what? point jo- to draft. You, you're I gonna do we that were to on a, the same team here. That's a draft dude's alumni. You just did that too. It's unbelievable. Oh my goodness! You drafted Bijan Robinson to the Texans at 18 with the Browns pick. Mm-hmm. Explain yourself. Damian Pierce gonna run away with that job by week four this year. Don't let good players stop you from drafting great players. I mean, they need a playmaker. They need an identity for their football team. Bijan's that type of guy. They can work together. They can be a wonderful tandem. I think that's a nice complimentary pair of skill sets. Damian can do a lot of pass pro. Bijan is a... Go talk to the ceiling. Wow. That's a new gimmick here on the show, but I actually so, kind of like it. I can't turn the camera off, so what? I, I got. I gotta. I gotta have I, something. To I work literally with, put you know? Kyle's phrase right back on him. Don't let good players prevent you from drafting great players. And and like, we're talking about a guy that we like in Damian Pierce, but he's a rookie mid round pick that was overlooked in college. Like, I don't think it's crazy to think that. Bijan at 19 or 18, whatever it is, is a, a reasonable plan here. I really like, meanwhile, what you did at 21 and 22. You had Dallas drafting mm-hmm. Noah Sewell, linebacker from Oregon. Perfect. And at 22, Seattle drafting Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. Too rich for my blood, probably right now, but at the same time, I get it if you're trying to project and find a guy, but more so it's the fit that I really like. Uh, versus necessarily the value, but you're going to reach on quarterbacks if you want to draft a quarterback. It's just kind of the way it is. What a what a linebacker pairing that would be for Dallas with oh my goodness Sewell and Parsons, and you can really free up Parsons to play everywhere and rush. Sewell is that real legitimate downhill football player that has range. You know, I, I really like that group. Uh, hey, so I was can, excited about that one as well. Can can we talk about that too? Uh, I know I was. Um, had a tweet exchange a couple weeks ago with Derek Klassen, who does some stuff with, I believe he's still with Football Outsiders, but he was looking at like linebacker rooms across the NFL. And uh, we had an exchange and he was like, you know, all the all the really good defenses have a couple of like dynamic linebackers. And then I went back and I looked at when we did our roster assessments this summer for all 32 NFL teams. And it's really cool to see like all the teams that you would associate with being like top flight defenses in the NFL. Like 
90% of them have two really dynamic players. Not not necessarily like space guys, mm-hmm. no, but you think about Buffalo with Milano as a space guy and Edmonds as kind of a lengthy, rangy, do-it-all, movable piece guy. You think about San Francisco, Dre Greenlaw, super physical. I think he's a little bit underrated as a player. Uh, and, and then you have, obviously, Fred Warner that exists there. You have Shaquille Leonard and Bobby Okariki in Indianapolis. So it's it's just that second level is such a hard place to live in the NFL right now. And so many of these guys get typecast as like, okay, you can play, but you can play 40% of our snaps. If you can find two dudes that can play 80, 85% of your snaps or more, like it really gives you so much flexibility with what you can do from a personnel standpoint and thinking about all the ways that Micah Parsons can impact the game. And then obviously Noah Sewell being added to that. I love that for Dallas. Kyle, great analysis, but I do have to say I am unbelievably impressed that you just very naturally went with Shaquille Leonard there. I'm sitting there like, who? (laughs) I thought about it as I was doing uh, San Francisco and I'm like, Colts are next. Leonard, he has to be called Shaquille. I gotta, I gotta be Un- ready. Unbelievable! It was unbelievable. Thank you. Try, try our best, you know. And, and Lord knows we butcher our fair share of names, right. unfortunately, and we hate doing that because obviously it's, it's an identity for somebody, and you want to get it right. But um, we need to stop pick twenty nine at all costs. Pick well, twenty nine. I was, I was getting pick, ready to, to pick twenty nine is not allowed to happen right, under any capacity. No, Joe. What do you do, dude? <laughs> What the hell are you doing, man? Is it because Buffalo's picking 31? So it's like, oh, the box check, we got one. Like, who cares? We'll yeah. give we'll give sure. Patrick Mahomes another infinity stone. It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> there you go. What are you doing, dude? He was Scott on the board. Moore, Jordan Addison? He was on the board. I had to give him to him. It was the right oh, pick. I don't know what to tell you. It's disgusting he's on the board of 29 in general. Yeah. I don't disagree with you there. Would you, okay, so I gave the Dolphins... No, you're not going to deflect this. Talk about Jordan Addison right now, the Chiefs. <laughs> it's a great pick, as we all agree. I mean, uh, yards after catch, vertical receiving ability. I mean, unmatched in this class at this point in terms of what that resume looks like. Um, obviously excited to see him with Lincoln Riley, uh, Caleb Williams out there at USC uh, after playing for a really dynamic pit offense last year. I mean, if he's on the board for the Chiefs at 29, I mean, it's a match made in heaven. I think they replicate like, – I, I mean, Miko Hardman – I like Miko Hardman, but I don't know that he's going to make everyone forget about Tyreek Hill, right? I don't but, think that's going to happen. And you also feel like if Miko Hardman was going to happen, it would have happened by now, regardless of the presence of Tyreek Hill. Well, and they still want to have Miko Hardman, right, to go <laughs> go with that do everything number one. I don't. So I thought. I just, I mean, I couldn't not pick it for him. It was a, it was an obvious choice. Miko Hardman hasn't missed a game in his NFL career, and he's consistently been a 500 to 600 re- yeah. receiving yards player in the NFL. He's an ancillary just, piece of the offense. And he, he'll have value on special teams. He was a, uh, a second-team All-Pro his rookie season as a return man. But um, from an offensive weaponry standpoint, it's what are we hoping for? Teddy Ginn type? career arc here where he might get an opportunity one year where he has a big glow up, but like at some point he kind of is what he is. And I think, um, I think the glass ceiling that exists with me, is, is probably we've, we've seen what his average production is going to look like. Right, I so. like this big at 26. 
by the yeah, way. I did too. Thinking about Amos not being back, right? Expiring contract. You're going to have to pay. You're paying Jair. You're going to have to pay Darnell Savage. Hold on. This might be my favorite back eight of any mock that we've had thus far. If you started Tyler Harrell at 24 for the Ravens, Q Blue Kelly for the Dolphins, cornerback with the pick from San Francisco, Brian Branch, I love you finding a spot in the first round and going to Green Bay, I love a ton. Toe Toe to the Chargers, obvious fit, obvious need. I think he's just a little bit of a slept on player versus the other two backers. Tyree Wilson, and we were asked, when we we talked about Tyree Wilson, he went to Detroit at 29 in this. This is a defensive lineman from Texas Tech. We talked about him last week, and Dane was like, yeah, where do you play Where do you play a guy like this? He's a pretty unique build. And I'm like, makes me think of a lot of, of whoever had an idea for Zach Pascal is, <laughs> or Josh Pascal is, is probably going to be where I think that guy needs to, to fill a role. Well, now you got two of the same guy, right? Yeah. And obviously Aiden Hutchinson here as well. Uh, on that front, just kind of building mean dudes up front. I like that. We mentioned Jordan Addison. Uh, and then a couple of Super Bowl picks that I like and I think are good schematic fits as well. This is uh, this back eight's very well done. Well, thanks. What's your biggest gripe? I mean, I know you, Bijan, you probably hate my Eagles pick. Uh, yeah, I don't like it, but. For my I second under- Eagles pick. Yeah, uh, Jameer Gibbs running back Alabama. He's just, I, I need more. And I said that, I, I wrote an article today, Jamie Eisner decided he was going to be a pest and was like, hey, why don't you write a story that's the five players who are ranked too high in TDM 100? I'm like, great. How can I piss people off for players that we gave a ton of respect to uh, <laughs> and players that I like in general, right? Like I like right. Jameer Gibbs. I had him 36th overall. It's not that right. I dislike Jameer Gibbs as a football player, but... He hasn't carried a full workload. I think he had 178 career or 178 touches is his career high for a season right now. He's not a bigger back. He's 200 pounds, 195, 200 pounds. And while he's a good pass catcher, his passing down skill set is incomplete. So I need to see him be a bell cow or I need to see him be more of a workload player. I need to see him in a complete resume on passing downs. And I'd like to see him get more tough yards. Yeah, he gets a ton of yards after contact, but it's because he's so damn slippery and he gets out in the open space and he makes guys miss at an incredibly high rate. Can you churn out tough yards? I don't know yet. I'd imagine he's going to get a chance to do that at Alabama and answer all those questions. But until I have answers to those questions, being picked at 20 in a mock draft or alternatively um, being a top 25 player on the consensus rankings is just more rich than what I would covet while also acknowledging, yes, he's a, a very electric, dynamic player with home run hitting speed and is a very exciting player. Chris, yes. Kyle, just tell me, why do you hate the AC, uh, the SEC so much? You have th- three of the players in your story come from the SEC. You're just, you have an SEC, anti-SEC bias. What's going on Chris, here? Chris, what conference puts out more players every year than every other conference in the NFL I believe draft. that would that would be uh, the place where it just means more. That would be the SEC. Oh, okay. Well, well, then me hating the SEC is not causation; it's just correlation, and and it's a correlation between the Ooh. fact that the SEC has more prospects than everybody else. Ooh. Nice Joe? defense there, Kyle. Nice defense. Thank, there. thank you. I try. Uh, are we done? Can I do some teasing here at the end of the show? Yeah. Tease. Yeah. Go ahead. Get us excited. Well, we've already got on the YouTube channel, 
Ooh. a uh, breakdown of the number one player on the TDN 100, Will Anderson. The TDN scouting Ooh. staff worked very hard for that. So you are going to see a lot more TDN 100 content, not necessarily here on the pod right now. But if you want more of the scouting breakdowns, we have them over on the YouTube channel and more are coming today. A couple interviews going to hit the YouTube feed, one of which is a dude's discussion that will hit your podcast feed uh, this week as well. So a lot of fun stuff coming this week. And maybe, just maybe, I don't want to put him on the spot, but my good friend, Kyle Krabs, may or may not be doing a film breakdown this week. It, 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 scientists don't even know, but it's, it could potentially happen. We shall see. Lots of good stuff ahead, so make sure you hit subscribe on the Draft Network's YouTube channel. Visit draftnetwork.com to see Joe's full mock draft and also the TDN 100 in its entirety. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, we thank our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Make it a great day, and I will talk with you all again tomorrow along with Joe and Chris. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you were at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.